This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 162 featuring Ron Algar Watt, Matt Robotham, and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar. Starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt as themselves. Today's episode, Captives of the Fish People. All I'm saying is there must have been a prominent crotch boy senior. Not necessarily. Maybe Junior is his surname. Oh, what? So the name he signs on his checks is prominent crotch B Junior. (laughs) I'd probably go with PCB Junior myself. Might not be so inclined to emphasize the crotch. Hang on, I thought he was really, uh, uh... Pronces. Hey, hey, right. In reality, wealthy got about Pronches Crotchman. Yeah, see? There's that crotch in there again. Crotches are that guy's albatross, I guess. Which one is the albatross? Oh, it's like the crotch of birds. Guard's coming. Yeah, I know. We're having a conversation here. So, do you think he actually has a prominent crotch? I mean, it is 1935 and all. They can't say that on the radio. Impudent service dweller, it is time for your interrogation. What, already? We only have about 5.30. Is Aquatropolis in a different time zone? Maybe the pressure of the ocean breaks all the... Oh! For a fish man, your hand is surprisingly unslimy. Where are your gills? Shouldn't you have gills? This is impudence. You are speaking impudence to me. What, did you just learn that word? You're coming with me. Apparently I'm going with him. Guess you could work on escaping and rescuing me unless you have a hot date or something. Only with my Zeppelin. First of all, it's our Zeppelin, and second... Is that what you get up to in the engine room? Because, ah! Hi, then. The torture chamber is in here. I figured it was when you told me I was being tortured. Ow! I'd say you hit like a dame, but I know a lot of dames that hit a lot harder than that. Mighty aquatic emperor, here is the human prisoner you requested. Ah, good. It's time for torture. Is that some kind of itinerary or something? Now, human, get into the torture chair, or I will force you into it at Trident Point. Realize calling me a human isn't getting me any closer to thinking you're actual fish. And a trident? You're just trying way too hard. Seriously, you're both just diving enthusiasts who went all screwy. Those helmets don't help you breathe. I'm amazed you can even see through them because the air you are breathing is just fogging them up. Be silent. Now we'll get you to talk. Well, there's a conflicting set of instructions if ever I heard one. Hey, uh, what's going on there? I'm injecting you with aquatic truth serum. Oh, for the love of Pete, you can't just... Ow! You can't just say truth serum. Everything's aquat... Now, who are you? My name is Algar. And who is the other one we captured? That's my partner, Matt. I think they may be homosexuals. Are you homosexuals, human? We are. Yes. So, why did you infiltrate our city? It's not a city. It's an abandoned U-boat that you moved a couple of sofas into. This is a mighty aquatic city, a utopia beneath the very sea itself. No, it isn't. We're here because she stole some kind of newfangled plastic, I think it's called. No, we didn't. Who told you we did that? My superior officer, the colonel. And tell me, what organization do you 
Matinous Colonel represent? We work for the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the United States. M-U-C-U-S? What a horrible acronym! Gary, please, let me work. Sorry, Dad. Tell me, what business is it of the Americans? And the Canadians. Yes, fine, and the Canadians. What do they care if we stole this plastic sample? Which I'm not even prepared to say that we did. Some kind of synthetic wave of the future stuff. I'm supposed to get it back from you before you, I don't know, build some... Cripes, you blabbing everything to these chumps? And I like to talk a lot, but jeez. How did you escape our unbreakable plastic restraints, human? Listen, that stuff might be the wave of the future, but it's not exactly unbreakable. I was able to saw through it with my sarcastier's decoder ring. That makes total sense. Don't it just... Now, I'll just grab this conch shell here. So you can tell we're underwater. Yes, of course it is. And I'll just cave in their helmets like so. Our helmets! And now we're exposed to the foul human... Wow, they're even flopping around like fish. You're really committed to this. I appreciate you rescuing me. And they must have pumped you full of that stuff. Come on, we gotta make tracks. Should, shouldn't there be more guards coming after us? I'm sure this entire city is just those two. And get this, their father and son. Jeez, I mean, my dad took me fishing. But... Your dad never took you fishing. Now, did you get the plastic? Of course I haven't. Now, how the hell do we leave this place? It's through here. Okay, what? Ugh, nuts. Are those what I think they are? You think they're horses and scuba gear and flippers, then yes, they are. What in the... Seahorses. I... Let's just unhitch them in Amscray. Thankfully, there's more scuba gear here. Oh, of course there is. And these guys are screwy. That's what I said. This is not as much fun as I thought it might be. How much fun did you think it was going to be? Well, none. Ah, oh, for the love of Pete. Sea lions, of course. They're gaining on us. Boy, they sure are. It's not like I can send the Zeppelin down here to retrieve us. Do you have any ideas? I do, actually. Give me your electrodynaphone. You're not going to break anything, are you? Probably will. Damn truth serum. Here, I'm not even sure to work underwater. The radium that powers electrogyros might not. Who are you calling anyway? Hang on. Mabel, give me Mohawk 6421, Tucker 777, Keystone 5, Carpet 3. No 3. Thank you, Jerry. Why do you always say things like hang on when hungry lions are very slowly swimming towards us? It does seem to happen a Burknippy grad, fruits and agente, I'm Borfi. So how was whoever that was? Oh, she's fine. How does she feel about hungry lions very slowly? What the hell is going on? Well, it's simple. I parted the sea like Moses. I. But. How? You can take off your helmet now, unless you're worried about the foul human air. I think I parked the blimp over there. It's a Zeflin. Okay, seriously, what the hell did you do back there? I told you I parted the sea. So you called God on my electrodynaphone. What? No. I called the Queen of the Moon. She owed me a favor. Ah, so she changed the tides. Absolutely. Well, that makes complete sense. Don't adjust. Well, HQ's coming up. Time to dock. So maybe we shouldn't be flying so close to the... Shit! We're gonna crash into that pylon! Listen, I don't tell you how to beat things with a wrench. Don't tell me how to pilot a dirigible. It's a Zeppelin, and it's about to go up in flames if you don't level don't out! Don't be... Huh, so it is. 
tune in again for our next exciting installment, Robot Saboteur, only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Thank you, thank you. I'm honored and humbled to have been chosen as your new mayor. My first act will be to sweep away the corruption of the previous administration. Hey! What the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, citizen, you may not be happy that your candidate didn't make it into office, but the process has put me here, and I'm going this to. This is my, my house, you jerk! Was your house? I've officially been declared mayor of it. What are you talking about? Right here, on Foursquare. Danny McKenzie has become mayor of 1640 Lake Adjacent Court. Foursquare is not a legally binding authority. This mayoral decree that I signed this morning says differently. And City Hall is behind me on this one. Right, Mr. District Attorney? Right, Ms. Mayor. That... That... That is my daughter. You have to respect the democratic process, Dad. The people have spoken! don't know. Do you know where you can buy wool? Yes, at the wool shop. The Woolery? No, Woolworths. <laughs> and you go up and you say, please get me Chuck Woolery. <laughs> I would like some wool. Isn't Chuck Woolery, Woolery and the Traveling Woolbirds? <laughs> yes, he and Robert Wool. <laughs> Who played TV's Arliss. <laughs> With a, with a slash, like, the, the S was a dollar sign. <laughs> of course. You actually would know him as Knox the Reporter in uh, Michael Keaton, Batman. Oh, that guy. Robert Wool. I like Wool, that guy. The inventor of wool. Yeah. Right. Not the inventor of sheep, though. That's ridiculous. No. Who invented sheep? I don't know. Some kind of sheepman? You think? Are lamb sheep? Lamb or, you know, lamb or unformed sheep. Are they, like, embryonic sheep? Yeah. Or like f fetal sheep. No, that's only if you have like a sheep portion. Oh, no, that was terrible. Yeah. That was not very good at all. I'm not proud of that. No. Isn't that just shearing anyway? Maybe. Isn't that what shearing is? Well, is shearing making a lamb into a sheep? Maybe that's it. Maybe, or maybe they there's baking involved, like you put or, them in the oven for a while and then they puff or up. Wait, is that how you get goats? <sighs> no. Is a goat a sheep? Yes, I'm pretty sure they're the same thing. Like, they've got to be, like, close enough at least, right? I I think so. It's like horses and um, mules. No, mules are fake horses. Um, donkeys. No, God, what am I thinking of? How Aren't mules and donkeys the same thing? No, no. A mule is half pony and half mule. <laughs> A mule is what happens to people who would prefer not to swing on a star. Right. Or be better off than they are. <laughs> I think a zebra is half white horse, half black horse. Right. And then they get in wars over their last battlefield. Now, see, a zebra is a white horse and a black horse that went through a teleporter. Right. And it was combined into, into a zebra. And yes. then they get killed at the next zebra crossing. Yeah. Right. Deborah the zebra. <laughs> That's my new uh, kids show. <laughs> it's not a very good kid show. The, the zebra gets run over by a car in every episode. Yep. 
But at least the kids are learning a valuable lesson about not doing that. But not being a zebra who gets hit by cars. <laughs> Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Over 2,000 years ago, Cleopatra, who would be the last pharaoh of Egypt, was in a battle for the throne with her brother Ptolemy XIII. Ptolemy was winning, but Cleopatra was not finished. To win over Julius Caesar and get his support, she planned to be smuggled into the palace where he was staying. To win over the Julius Caesar and get his support, I plan to be smuggled into the palace where he's staying. Okay. What do you want us to do again? It's quite simple. You're to roll me up in this carpet. That carpet? Yes, this one. I don't see any other carpets here, do you? Well, to be fair, there's the one you're standing on. Thanks, right. There is that one. Okay. Apart from the one I'm standing on. You're to roll me up in it and carry me to where Julius... Whoa there, princess. Pharaoh. I plan to be Pharaoh. My ancestor Ptolemy did not sail from Greece to rule this land just so you could call me princess. I'm not a pony. A, a what? Never mind. Yeah, she's one of them there pharaohs. I read about it in the Daily Papyrus. Or the Cairo Ra. You don't want to go believe in what you read in the Cairo Ra. If you're quite finished... Just roll me up and deliver me to the Roman Julius Caesar. Yeah, I'm into carpets, then? If you catch my meaning, not that there's anything wrong with that. Apart from the carpet bags. Oh, nasty. Look, it's the only way I can get past my brother Ptolemy XIII's guard. Boy, when you people like a name, you really hang on to it. Just do this, and when I'm Pharaoh, I'll never have to see either of you again. All this political diplomacy, well, it's all great to me, no offense. I rarely take offense from the lowborns. He's a bit of a lowborn. Sometimes I don't think he knows how to read hieroglyphics. You use your Dakota ambiently. Obviously. I'm lying down now, just roll me up so I don't have to listen to What's she say? I don't know. I rolled her up. Know who that Caesar is she's talking about? Don't get close to the subjects, Frank. Remember what happened in that job in Alexandria? Don't remind me. Ah, those snakes. Ugh. I love them. And now, the adventures of Nikki and Wilmikins. This is stately Nikki Hall, situated high atop Nikki Hill, overlooking the quaint village of commoners living in Nikki Valley. This proud village has existed for thousands of years, taking pride in their mutton milner, their pork pie shops, that's shops with two P's and an E, naturally, and their kidney and boiled sweets pie. But our focus turns not to these insignificant peasants. Instead, we cast our gaze upward. And we join young Nikki, Lady of Nikki Hall, as she begins her day as she begins all days, abusing her only servant. Wilmerkins! Oi! Wilmerkins! Yes, Mum. 
Would this be the "I'm ready for my horrible breakfast" bellow? Your "carry me to the loo" bellow, or your wrong, wrong, wrong? This is quite clearly the "I've been awake for over a minute and I'm bored" bellow. Cor, you're so oblivious. Indeed, Mum. How then? She asked, knowing full well she would regret the answer. Shall I solve the problem, which we must note takes an extremely loose definition of the word problem, of your boredom? I don't know. Do I have to think of bloody everything? I thought you went to Cambridge, Oxford, Mum. Surely you must recall that I was the first female graduate in the university. Nobody his- remembers anything about you, Wilmerkins. You're so unmemorable. Also, we're moving further into boredom, not away from it, which is where I wanted to go. There or to the village green. Ooh, Wilmerkins, let's go to the village green. Mum, do you even know what the village green is? Not entirely, but I expect we'll take tea there or play tennis. I believe you're thinking of Wimbledon, Mum. What? Those furry creatures? What help the environment? No, Mum, that's the Wombles. What? That bloke? What wrote Spartacus? No, Mum, that's. Go on. Mm, that's. Come on, Wilmerkins. You're rubbish at literally every other thing you do. How delightful! But this is the one thing that you're actually kind of brilliant at. Now, <clears throat> what? That bloke? What wrote Spartacus? No, Mum, that's. Dalton Trumbo. Well played, Wilmerkins. Now fetch my fanciest petticoats, waistcoats, bonnets, bustles, bodices, and an elephant bone corset. Surely you mean a whalebone corset, Mum? Don't tell me what I mean. I want you to go down to the village pork pie shop, that shop with two peas and an e, of course. Fetch an elephant, slaughter it, bleach its bones, and make me a corset. And I want you to have done it by the time I reach the bottom of the stairs. Very good, Mum. And I want you to carry me down the stairs. <sighs> Right then. Be sure to mind the gap as you make your way down the stairs, and also mind you don't trip over little Wilmerkins. Ah yes, your cat, which has the same name as I do, which doesn't cause the least bit of confusion, whatever. Not for me. Shall we go then, Mum? Yes. See that we do. And so Wilmerkins carried Nicky down the stairs. What? That wasn't already implied by what they just said. Do you even need me for this part? We're all here. We are at the bottom of the stairs. <sighs> Indeed, Mum. It's about bloody time, isn't it? Cor, hello, good great Uncle Pat. I didn't see you there. I have moved from this bloody spot for your entire life, lass. We're all that's as maybe, but it doesn't get me any closer to the village green. Oh, is that where you're going? A little talk finally got through to you, did it? What? You mean the one about the vicar and the lorry driver? What go into the chip shop and? Um... Not that one. Not the one about. What that bit where you have to talk to a bloke? That's the one. Cor,、cool. I don't think we even have any blokes around here. I suppose we'll find out. Wilmerkins, fetch my walking parasol at once. Very good, Mum. And so our intrepid pair headed down to the. Seriously, are you just using me to announce scene changes? Don't you have incidental music or something for that? I have things I could be doing right now. Cor,、cool. it's a lovely day, isn't it? For those of us who aren't carrying young ladies piggyback, whilst ow they jab their ow parasols into one's back, ow.
Indeed it is, Mum. Gore, I've never been to this part of the state before. Who lives in that castle over there, Wilmikins? I thought I was the only one with a castle round these parts. As it happens, Mum, she's out checking her post box right now. Perhaps we could ask her. Oh, we could ask her. I have to do everything. You're so... <sighs> Lazy. Eh, close enough. Hello, Miss Cooey. Hmm? Yes? I'm from the hall down the lane, what's known as Nicky Hall. I'm Nicky, the bird that lives in the... Oh, you're J.K. Rowling! The same. Wilmikins! Oi! Oi! Wilmikins! Look who it is! She wrote all those books about the hobbits, what I love! I'm a big fan of those, Miss Rowling, though wasn't too keen on the last one, the Silmarillion... I think you've confused me for J.R.R. Tolkien, dear. Wait a tick. <gasps> You're the lady who wrote those Hufflepuff books! So she is. Cor, never mind what I said about those rubbish hobbits. Wilmikins has read me The Adventures of Neville Longbottom ever since I was... Um, I'm sorry. Pardon? Neville Longbottom! You bloody wrote the things, don't you remember? Well, I mean, Neville's an interesting character, but he's not the hero of the book. What? Is. You're not going to tell me it's bloody airy, are you? That little tosser just sits around whilst everyone does all the work for him and he whines so much. How did I possibly not see this connection before? You know, you may be onto something here. I wanted to be finished with the whole Potter thing, but nobody wanted to read my bodice-ripping, hard-boiled pirate detective novel for some reason. What, really? That sounds brilliant to me. Doesn't it? But try telling the bloody public that. Wilmikins, get the bloody public on the phone at once! I've given up on that lot, but I think we could milk a whole new series out of young Neville. What? You can milk a book? No, you're thinking of cows. So I am! You read my mind. You really are magic, J.K. Simmons. It's rolling, lass. What? You mean... Wilmikins, don't you think about leaving that spot! You stand right there like a gargoyle! Remember, as long as I don't give you my clothes, you're still my slave. No, Mum, that's house elves. Is it house elves, J.J. Walker? Could be either, I suppose. J.M. Barry says it could be either. Very good, Mum. I'll just be here then. Will Nikki's new friendship with acclaimed author and castle dweller J.K. Rowling amount to a new series of Neville Longbottom books? Is a gargoyle really the same thing as a house elf? J.D. Salinger said it was. Find out in the next gender-swapping installment of Nikki and Wilmikin. The committee will come to order. We will now see the next witness. Please state your name for the record. <clears throat> General Hawk, Senator. I remind the witness that this committee will only recognize given names and not cold names. Uh, Clayton M. Abernathy, sir. Thank you, Mr. Abernathy. We're here today to discuss an organization under your command, which I quote, is a daring, highly trained special mission force. That's us, sir. Yo, Joe! <laughs> order. We will have order. General, I'd like to discuss the expenditures in this report. Many of these seem like reasonable, if not a bit pricey, purchases. Headquarters, aircraft carrier, jets, tanks. But then we move on to page six. This list includes, let's see, an underwater jet, 
a tank that fires not artillery but bridges, three varieties of snow vehicle, presumably for all the wars we're fighting in the South Pole, a one-man tank issued exclusively to a professional wrestler, an entire space shuttle, and oh yes, a helicopter backpack capable of flight. Yes, sir. And if I may present a list of equipment employed by the Cobra Terrorist Organization, sir, I can easily justify... General, by the power vested in me by the United States Senate, I order you to give me one of those helicopter backpacks. Committee dismissed. Hey, kids, try your best not to be a zebra that gets hit by cars. Has, has anyone ever ridden a zebra, like, put a uh, put a saddle on it? And just... Someone must have ridden a zebra. I mean, that just seems... Even if they're unrideable, like, someone must how have could, attempted. How could they be unrideable? No animal is unrideable. You could, you could ride a finch. I don't know if I personally could ride a finch. I'm afraid of finch. Well, you don't even know what a finch is, do you? You're bluffing. Nope. It's a little bird. Wait. Oh, right, that finch. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a crab. <laughs> Actually, I think it's part crab and part bird. It's like um. Oh, a bird crab, sure. No, it's like a, it's like a centaur. Only instead of a horse, it's a crab, and instead of a person, it's a bird. Isn't that half bird, half crab, a lobster? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> I think lobsters are. What are Wicked. those? What are those things? The um. Not sharks, but like little sharks. Oh, um, like, yeah, little sharks. Right, little sharks. Little, sh <laughs> it's the little shark show. It's it's when a little shark has sex with a. Or as it um, used to be called our gang. <laughs> you know those red jellyfish. I do know those red jellyfish. That's when a little shark has has sex with a red jellyfish. You get a lobster. Oh, but it doesn't have claws. The claws come later, and I think I don't know. They, they, there's this whole weird process where the claws grow or get built or something. I'm not sure. Well, that's... well they have to forge them in a claw forgery. I don't think that's right. I think it's pretty more sure of it a. Is. I'm pretty sure it's more of a uh, of a culinary thing because then you eat them. Well, you eat. You can eat stuff that you forge. I don't know that you can. What about that guy that ate that sword? That was just a myth. Was it a myth? Yeah, it was. There's constant sword eaters at all those fairs and renaissances and stuff. In the renaissances? Yes, Not... in the renaissances. Do people go to the renaissance? Like, the literal, actual, like, 1300s to 1700s or whenever the renaissance was? Yeah, not many people know this, but the renaissance was just really a big building in Italy. Are you looking for electronics? So am I. And I run this shop full of it. If you're feeling shopful, come to our place. You'll think you're robbing us because our prices are so low. Hi, I'm TV's Rob Lowe. I'm not sure why I'm in this commercial. It's a commercial, right? Why don't you tell them about our stock? We start with a Beth Bullion Cube. Then we add peace. We also have a whorehouse full of electronics. You want Vicar? We have Divid. You want David? We have Blore. Just listen to this tasty mail. What the hell even are you? Where are you from? I'm from the 70s. And I'm from over there. That's where we kept the movies. We have Rasavur Dogs, the Malekapent Sambrosans, Taking of Palom 1, 2, 3... Mary Shelley's four, Bram Stalker. Wait, so are you an electronics store or a video store? 
Act now and you'll get a Tony Award. My ward Tony got rav ravos. Is that why he had that glow stick and pacifier? He's not a pacifier, he just joined the Coast Guard. And that's why you should buy our store. The convention center is now open for the third and final day of Warlock again. Please enter in an orderly fashion. If anyone sees the jackass dressed as the Riddler who keyed my car with his question mark cane thing and points him out to security, I'll give you a prize. Like, I don't know, one of those stupid hats that looks like a Japanese cartoon. Next week, next week we'll be hosting the 14th Annual Lawn and Garden Expo. Be sure to catch the panel on herbicides and fungicides, hosted by celebrity gardener Kim Wilde. Well, you heard the man. What, Kim Wilde? Didn't she do You Keep Me Hanging On? Yes. Also, it's day three. Sunday, if you didn't know. We haven't made a single sale. Might as well pack it up now. People still buy things on Sunday. They wouldn't bother keeping the con going for three days otherwise. Look at this crowd. But nobody wants what we have. I know, I don't get it. I was sure they'd be all over these prints of Tom Hiddleston making out with various Avengers. I mean, it's some of the best art you've ever done. And everything I see on Tumblr says this should be a big hit. Maybe I can help! Matthew, Matthew let's go. go! The same! But I thought you were helping people get government grants. I can do both. What do we need to do? You have a fine product here, but you're missing one important detail! You think we should have gone a little more graphic with it? Because I told them that anything about PG-13 might lose... No! What you need to do is put a TARDIS on it! A TARDIS? Yeah, like from Doctor Who! But we don't have the right to... And our product has nothing to do Look with... Look around you! Look at the most popular booths! Nobody seems to care about that! The man has a point. Here, slap this decal! Deco. Slap this sticker on your art! Oh my god, look at all these people! Thanks, Matthew Lesko. Glad to be... Hey, put me down! You're coming with me, you dick. I hope your face likes rape. What? Of course it doesn't! Nobody likes a rake in the face! Guys, help me! I need my beautiful face! Sorry, we can't hear you. Over the sound of all the money we're making. And that's it. That's our show. That is the new format. That is what we do now. And Mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We have a letter here, Matt. Oh, good. Speaking of pandering. From from listener Mike X. All right. Uh, He says, hey, guys. Greeting from the frozen north that is Michigan, also known as Planet Hoth, also known as that Klingon prison planet with the creepy shape-shifting supermodel. Rora Penthe. I think she's dead now. Mm. Uh, Two things. Algar, I was reminded in a recent episode that you spell your name with two of the three A's capitalized. This whole time I've been writing A-A-L with the the second one, uh, lowercase, uh, which I'm assuming is wrong. It's been one of those embarrassing I've been calling her Crandall realizations, so I apologize (laughs) if you've been seething with anger about this. If it's no big deal, forget I said anything. And talk about, oh, maybe mimes for half a minute or so. Lousy mimes. Well, the problem is when you talk about mimes, you have to do it in mime form, and that doesn't really work on the radio. Yeah. I mean, if you guys can't tell right now, I'm in an invisible box. So it doesn't really, it, do, it doesn't translate. Now, I, if we ever go to visual sketches, I really want to do sort of a, a dumpy construction worker type with a cigar standing mm-hmm. in the street saying, I'm in a box! Hey! This hey, wind use. is horrible. <laughs> Someone want to help me pull on this rope? Yeah, it's it doesn't really work on the radio, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And no, I've been writing with Matt for, I don't know, seven years or something now, and he still doesn't spell my name right. So it, it, it's Al okay. corrected me on it, I think, the first time, 
and I have remembered. Oh yeah, through the no, entirety of through the entirety of our writings together. I just do it because it annoys him. You were about to say our relationship, weren't you? Yes. That's fine. Uh, two, Matt. I heard a mention okay. of Canadian singer Gino Vanelli recently. As a teenager, uh -huh. I often heard Mr. Vanelli on the Canadian station that made it over the border, although I certainly don't have any of his CDs left over from my younger days sitting on the shelf in that room over there. Don't go looking for them. Okay. Anyway, I've always wondered what the prevailing Canadian views on Mr. Vanelli are these days, since as my own opinions have grown and changed, I'm betting I share them. Well, Mike, you've come to the right place because I don't actually know who that is. Sounds like a mobster to me, Gino Vanelli. Yeah, G hey, this is Gino Vanelli. I'm trapped in this invisible box over here. <laughs> so that's that's where Gino Vanelli is now. Where are they now? Well, they're trapped in this box. Good yep, night. outside of a construction site. Outside a construction site. Well, that's it's a box of nails. Oh, there you go. It's full of Riker. Hey, I got these nails over here. Right. Hello, I'm also trapped in this box. <laughs> they told me there was a woman in here. <laughs> So uh, the the uh, show address uh, website is uh, sarcasticvoyage.com. There's goodies there. The um, the fan club stuff, the stuff that we mentioned in the serial is there if you have a mm -hmm. decoder ring. If you don't have a decoder ring, go to our store and get one. They're five yeah. bucks. And they're awesome. They are. And there is going to be exclusive material there by the time you hear this. There's mm -hmm. going to be art. There's going to be fun little giveaways, like, like actual physical things. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. You'll have fun. We'll have fun. Um, Everyone will have fun. Probably one guy won't, because there's always one. Yeah, but, you know, we're all about fun now. That's that's yeah. what the new format's about, and uh, those of you who stuck with us, we do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And now we end the show as we always will end the show with our catchphrase. Uh, Matt, what the hell? It's your turn. Say it. Uh, safe journeys. <laughs> oh, yeah, safe journeys. Yeah, thank you. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Gav Brown, Gav Drury, Dave Fields, Andy, Marissa, and Jaquita Fleck, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Shauna Ziolko. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gav Brown. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013.